The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Today I'm sharing thoughts on how to survive this brave new world. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. And I appreciate you tuning in today to the show. And I've got an awful lot of things I want to talk about today. So, And so this show is going to end up being all over the map, but usually my shows do, so I guess nothing's changed there. But I want to start off with answering some letters again, because I'm getting a whole lot of people contacting me, and I really appreciate it. But I mentioned a month or so ago that I was going to take a product that was an oral chelate. And also I was going to take two products in combination to try to get rid of the spike protein that I know my body had because I caught COVID from someone shedding on me. And I promised to give an update and I wasn't very good at giving updates and I really apologize for that. But as far as the oral chelate, Well, I'm taking it just fine. I did have a listener tell me that possibly gave him a lot of aches and pains. And so that is something that I want to throw out there is that just because I'm using it doesn't mean you should. And if you have any side effects from these, you need to discontinue them, of course. But I've never had any aches and pains 
because of that, but I'm sure that that was the only thing that this listener had changed as far as protocol, and so I'm sure that probably is the culprit. So I want you to understand that you need to use caution anytime you're using any kind of supplement. Now, the other thing I was doing was I was taking in combination two products. One is called bromelain and the other NAC. And you take those in combination for about eight days. And I did that for eight days. And I really do think that it did help. Now, I'm not sure. It's just maybe all in my head. But I think I feel a little better. I don't think I'm feeling quite the effect of that after COVID junk that you feel. Anybody that's ever caught it knows what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to recommend that you do that. I'm just telling you that I did it and it seemed to work for me. And so I'll just leave it at that because I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to give you any advice of what to take and what not to take. I'm just telling you what I take. So that's the reason there's so many companies and so many different formulas because what works for one person may not work for another. And what would make one person have a reaction such as a negative reaction may not happen to the next person. So I guess that's why they have such a wide variety of different formulas. But I'm going to continue to take my oral chelate and also I'm taking a multivitamin and I'm trying to take care of myself. But it seems like from day to day, sometimes I forget to take care of myself as good as I should. But, but I think that kind of comes with the territory when you stay so busy that one day kind of runs into the next. But I wanted to start off again with one little gardening tip. I'm not going to stay very long on this, but in most parts of the United States, the central part, it's time to prune your trees. Make sure it's time to prune in your area. Don't just take my word and go out and start pruning trees. Make sure that it is okay to start pruning. But throughout most of the center of the United States, it's time to prune your trees. And you're going to get a better yield on your apples and other fruits if you keep your trees nice and pruned and get rid of any of those branches that really aren't going to produce, that are just going to kind of suck the energy out of the tree. But before you do any pruning, I think that you need to spend at least two or three hours reading on the subject from experts. Because there's nothing like knowing what you're doing when you go out and take care of your property. And if you go out and shoot off the hip and think, well, I can figure it out, and you learn on the go, well, that's when you kind of learn from the school of hard knocks. And this year, I don't think that we have that luxury of having training from that luxurious university of the school of hard knocks because I think we're going to get enough hard knocks without asking for them. And so train yourself on everything you do. And that's from gardening and pruning your trees and treating your soil and getting everything ready to try to bring in the beneficial insects and the earthworms and everything that you want to do with your garden. I think you need to really become an expert at that. And I kind of harped on that last year, but I really do believe that Amateur hour is over. Back in World War II, they had what were called victory gardens. And it seemed like there were gardens everywhere. Even some professional ball fields. They weren't playing ball, so they tilled the soil and they were growing vegetables on ball fields. I know that happened worldwide. Everybody that could plant something planted something somewhere. And I don't know if it's going to get quite to that point. I'm not sure. But I do know that we need to have the ability to plant 
as much as we need to plant. And we need to be able to manage our gardens in a way that we're going to be successful. There's better luck next year, that old saying. Better luck next year. Well, I don't know if we have another year to have better luck to be wished towards us. Not food-wise. Something is really up with the explosions and the fires and all the catastrophes that are happening in all of the food plants and also oil refineries and power relay stations and chicken farms. And it's just odd. I don't believe in coincidences, and so I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that we are in World War III, and I think we're seeing acts of sabotage. I think that we're seeing acts of war. And this is going to be kind of an odd thing to say, but I hope you get what I'm trying to say here. In the James Bond movies, you always had the Russians, and you had the British spies, and you had the Americans, and you had this organization, I believe it's called Spectre, that was a bunch of disenfranchised people from all the other different countries that got together and plotted how they were going to rule the world. And so Spectre was waging war on everybody. And Spectre was kind of this hidden little society that nobody knew about except the higher-ups in the intelligence of all of the major countries of the world knew all about Spectre. Well, I'm wondering, all of these power plants and food processing places, I know that the globalists and the New World Order want us to own nothing and be happy in just seven years. And these people don't want to lose. And they're desperate because they are losing and they know it. And so I wonder if they're not doing the acts of war. I wonder if they're not playing the role of Spectre. It would be real easy for them to do. They've got enough money to hire anybody. Bill Gates is trying to block out the sun with his money, and I hate to say he's doing a good job, because our skies are always white here. And I would love to see Bill Gates brought to justice. I really would. But he's got enough money to buy whoever's arresting him, and then buy the judge and buy the jury, and, and he could even buy the prison if he was ever incarcerated. So people like that use their money to do evil. And it might be when he has to face Almighty God is when he finally gets what he deserves. Because he is going to get what he deserves. I would love to be able to see it. But it would be real easy to say the Russians are doing it. Because that's what we've been conditioned for around eight years, but especially during the Trump presidency. Russia, Russia, Russia. The Russians did it. It's Russians. And then when the Russians said, we don't even know what you're talking about, we didn't do it. Well, that's Russian propaganda. Just like illegitimate Joe's horrible, degenerate, reprobate son. They said that that laptop was Russian misinformation when they knew all along it was truth. And so they already built their straw man. And so you have millions of people that just hate Russia because Russia's doing election meddling. Not that much. They probably did do something. I'm not going to say they're pure as a driven snow. But 
they didn't go into Ukraine and topple the government in 2014 and install a puppet. They don't have a CIA organization that's out doing color revolutions everywhere. And after the color revolution that we funded in Ukraine was successful, they tried one in Belarus. And it didn't work. And what did that do to the leadership of Belarus? Belarus was really trying to get warm with the European Union. They were really heading towards the West, really strong. But after this failed color revolution, now all of a sudden, Belarus has nothing to do with the West, and other than Russia, their biggest buddies are communist China. And so anybody that says that Russia is meddling in people's elections, whether they are or not, it's a fact that we are toppling governments. And we've been doing that for a long time. As a matter of fact, most Vietnamese that I've talked to believe that back in the 1960s that we had one or more leaders of South Vietnam assassinated because we didn't like how they were working with our government. And so we got rid of them. And we have to remember that during COVID, every small country that had a leader of some kind, whether it be a president or a prime minister, that went against the COVID narrative, they were all murdered. And so there's no coincidence here. You can go back to Japan in the 1930s and the 1920s, and murder was the order of the day in their government. Their whole government was put together through coups and murders. And so it does happen. But we've been conditioned to say it can't happen here. Well, I hate to say it did happen here. We had a coup. We had our election stolen. And we're seeing the consequences of that. And unfortunately, there's no end in sight. And now that the New World Order is getting kind of backed into a corner, that's when they want a war with Russia because that's what they're going to use as their way out. Now, what does all this have to do with gardening? Actually, everything. When you look at the world situation, and you look at your family, especially if you have children, it's up to you to care for those kids. It's up to you to care for your family. And if you live alone, it's up to you to care for you. And the world is in such a mess. And if indeed the New World Order people are doing acts of sabotage and acts of war, we have not only our own government to worry about because of the tyranny, we have foreign governments that have missiles pointed at us, and that's China, North Korea, and Russia, and who knows who else. I would be willing to bet that if there was full transparency, there would be 10 or 15, if not more, countries that have nuclear weapons, but nobody knows it. This world is a dangerous place. And so when you have all of these things happening, that you're getting beat on from three sides. You have the globalists that want you dead. You have foreign governments that push comes to shove. If they have to, they're going to push a button and they're going to blow us up. I hate to be so graphic, but that's what's going to happen. And then we have a government that's doing its best, it seems like, to put a woke, semi-weird society around us and devalue our money, and have all this inflation, 
And then they change how they figure the inflationary numbers, and they change the way that everything's reported. And so illegitimate Joe could stand in front of the American people and say, the economy's great, everything's good, because they changed the numbers so they could cook the books. Just like when they had that so-called vaccine for COVID, they changed the definition of vaccination to fit the description of this concoction, this death jab. They had to change the definition of what a vaccine was to make it a vaccine. And so what I'm really trying to say is you're getting hammered from every direction. And and any one of these entities is either going to directly harm you or let you down. And as I said in the past, and I haven't said it for quite some time, so I'm just going to say it again here. If you're counting on food banks, if you're counting on church organizations, if you're counting on anybody's goodwill, you have to just think of the old saying, you cannot get blood out of a turnip. And another saying is, you never search out a poor man for a loan. And so once the food banks are empty, they're empty. They're out of business. They're done. When the food pantries empty out, they're empty. And once they empty out, there will be no orderly restocking. Once they empty out, the black market's going to come up like it always does. And then you're going to have shady characters that are going to funnel food into their black market organization that was meant for food banks. And it's going to get bad that way. Now, I really do hope that I'm wrong, but, but history tells us that human nature is extremely rotten in hard times. Everyone looks out for themselves, and they don't care about anybody at all. No compassion. And so I think you really need to think about that garden. Think about it hard. Become an expert, not only at growing your garden, but harvesting and canning and preserving. In other words, I'm telling you, you have to turn into your great-grandparents because they knew how to do all this because they had to. And I think we're faced with that possibility that we're going to have to do all of these things. And if we have to do it, we might as well do it well. We might as well do it successfully. And so that's what I'm saying. Just everyone, get ready for a growing year and get ready to grow. I'm going to stay with the homesteading here for just a minute. It seems like the baby chicks are starting to arrive, at least in this area, and people are snatching them up as fast as they can put them out. But I see that the price has not changed very much. The chicks in this area are still under $4 per chick. And I know that that sounds expensive, because just several years ago, you could buy chicks from $1.95 to $2.95. But still, they're affordable. And with this chicken scare, I know a lot of people are going to overdo it and buy way too many chickens, and a lot of people are going to start growing chickens. But when I say going to overdo it, I'm meaning for normal times. But we don't live in normal times. And so I think that you need to become an expert with raising chickens. And I know that I'm getting better with my little flock. I take care of them very well, but I don't have the facilities near what they need to be. 
And so as soon as it warms up a little bit, I'm going to get out my saws and my hammers and I'm going to renovate my chicken area. And my chickens are going to be so happy. And I think that's really funny. I go out to feed the chickens and when they hear me coming, they start singing. I hear them lightly making noise and kind of talking to each other. But the minute that I announce my presence, they all start squawking and carrying on, and they're so happy. They start jumping and flapping their wings, just like kids at a birthday party. They're so happy that daddy's there to feed them. And so you can enjoy your animals. They're not just beasts of burden. You can make your chickens enjoyable, even though they are a chore. And I've noticed that lots of people are not on the road because I used to make my living on the road. And the roads were always busy, if not congested. But in this area, ever since 2020, the traffic is way down. And actually, I don't mind that. But my carousing around is way down as well. And when you get a herd or flock of animals, well, you're kind of married to them. And so, in my opinion, your animals come first because they're depending on you, so you have to be there for them. And that might be part of my Scottish heritage, because the last time I was in Scotland, I stopped at quite a few farms to talk to the owners because I raised Scottish Highland cattle, and also I wanted to see how the Scottish farmers operated. And I had one farm wife look at me and smile and say, we Scots are just daft about our animals. And I've got to say that I'm daft about mine, so I understood that statement. But if you have room for a cow to milk, you should consider it. If you have room to raise a beef animal to fill your freezer, you should consider it. Milking goats, raising hogs, there's a lot of things that you could be doing. But I do want to caution about one thing, and this is just my personal opinion. I might be totally dead wrong here and I'm willing to admit it before I even tell you. But I wouldn't spend any money on exotic animals that really aren't going to give you anything back. In other words, don't buy a pretty chicken because it's beautiful chicken, but it's not known for egg production. And don't buy guineas just because you want to have guineas running around, because you're not going to get any return on those guineas other than they're going to take care of any insects that you have. Guineas are real good with that, and also they're good at watching property. Because if someone comes on your property, they're going to start squawking. They're almost as good as having a watchdog. And so if you have need of some guards that are going to roost in the trees, and you don't have a lot of bobcats and coyotes and things that are going to thin them out, well, you might think about it. But just to have them, if you don't need them, I wouldn't do it. Because I think our money's going to get that scarce. Now, I've been listening to lots of people online. I've been reading an awful lot of different articles. And there's a lot of people who are extremely doom and gloom. And I know at times I'm one of them. But it's because I read all of this doom and gloom. And I've noticed a trend that most of the doom and gloom guys are saying that what's going to happen is going to happen real soon. And so if they say it's going to happen this year, it's more likely to happen in the middle of next year. They seem to all be about six months to a year off. But the trend that I'm seeing is that ultimately what they're telling you is true and it's going to happen. They might have the timeline all wrong, but 
I think there's an awful lot of smart people that can really see what's happening. I was listening to a pastor on the radio, and he's dead now, and they were playing a recording from 2014. And in 2014, he said that he saw in the future a pandemic with a virus that was man-made and released from a lab, and we would be forced to lock down and close our businesses, and we'd be forced to take a vaccine, and the vaccine was meant to harm us. He said that in 2014, and as I was listening to that, it was just incredible. He read off everything that was going to happen, just like he planned it himself. And so I know there are people out there that do see the big picture. Sometimes they're a year or two off. And I know a lot of people are talking about the economy just totally imploding. And I've heard for the last month that this next week it's going to really get hit hard. But I do know that I've seen videos of different bankers and different people that have used their cell phone to capture things that some of the people in these meetings did not want the public to know. And I do know that the bankers are talking about how fragile the dollar is, and I do know the bankers are talking about how many people are defaulting on loans. And some of the big guys are starting to default. And if you look at it realistically, the United States government is absolutely broke. We're the largest debtor nation in the world. So there again, it's time to circle the wagons at your homestead, whether you live in an apartment in the middle of town or you live out on the side of a hill somewhere. It's time to circle the wagons around what you call home. And it's time to understand that there are forces out there that we cannot control. And I do feel this really far deep down, is that whatever is going to happen, the first action that's going to ultimately make it happen, has already happened. So it's like if you're watching a bunch of dominoes, but you're concentrating on that last domino, and you don't watch the other dominoes. Well, it might take a minute or so, depending on how many dominoes, before the domino you're watching falls. Well, I'm telling you right now that someone has already pushed that domino, and the dominoes are already falling. Financially, spiritually, with our food supply, with our energy supply, politically, socially, economically, every which way, the domino has been pushed. And I don't know which domino you're looking at, and I don't know which domino that's going to fall that might affect you and your family. But I really don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that whatever is going to happen, the energy behind making it happen has already been started. And so before I go on break, I'm going to make one more little plug here about going off-grid. Me being off-grid sometimes is extremely hard. You have to change your lifestyle totally if you use as much electricity as I do. And I use a lot of electricity. And I make as much electricity as I can. But, like right now, having three cloudy days in a row, and I'm talking very cloudy. And so I'm making this program on my secondary unit. But my secondary unit doesn't have a lot of power for a long time. And so I have to change my work schedule. I have to prioritize. 
I have to really plan my heavy use of my electricity, whereas someone on grid doesn't think anything about it. If they want to go weld a project at 3 o'clock in the morning, they go out and start their welder and they get it going. Well, unless I would buy a lot more panels and a lot more batteries, I don't have that luxury. And someday I am going to buy more panels and more batteries. But what I'm trying to say is, is that you need to really consider going off-grid, but you have to understand that once you do go off-grid, like I am, I have no possibility of throwing a switch and being on-grid. I have no wires from the outside connected to me whatsoever. And I love it that way. And you're hearing this broadcast, and I'm making this program during a very cloudy last few days, but I'm still getting my work done. But if you are considering going off-grid, you really need to hang around with people that are off-grid for a while, for at least several days, you know, an afternoon here and an afternoon there, and come up with really good questions and ask the questions before you go off-grid. But I really think it's time for you to consider being able to do what I'm doing. Because as long as I don't have an EMP attack take my equipment down, I'm going to have electricity. Now with my small unit that I'm using now, yes, I could have electricity 24-7 with it. But I have to take and charge the batteries with my car's engine. That's how I keep that battery bank going. And I know that's a very crude way to do it. But I've been doing it for 12 years, and it works for me. And if anyone else would try it, maybe it won't work for you at all. But it works for me. And so I think that you need to at least consider the possibility of going off-grid, because I still think, and I've been saying this since I've started this program, I think you're going to end up being off-grid, whether you like it or not. So if you haven't thought about it for a while, you need to revisit that and see what equipment's out there. There's some good buys out there, and there's some really good dealers that'll really help you. But I am going to caution about buying any used gear or buying anything off these online sites. I think you need to buy from a reputable dealer, someone that's going to stand behind the product. If you spend several thousand dollars on a decent inverter, and it gets to you faulty, and it's not working right, and these people won't take returns... Well, then you're back in that school of hard knocks that I'm saying we can't afford to be in. Now you might spend an extra $50 or $100 going through a dealer, but I would consider that a very good insurance policy. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show... I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations and we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off, it's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old fashioned way by mail. 
check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. You're listening to the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show with Jim Calhoun. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really appreciate you joining me today. And we've been kind of all over the map like I knew it would be. But this half of the show, I'm going to take it a little bit different direction. I'm going to kind of focus on some world events I did in the first half as well. But it seems like there's so many things floating around. It doesn't matter which service you go to as far as videos, whether it's YouTube or BitChute or RoxyTube or Rumble, just any of them. You're going to find people that claim to know exactly what's going on. But if you start watching long enough, you'll find people that will try to convince you just 100% the opposite of another person that's trying to convince you the other way. And they both claim to be right. And it seems like there's a lot of disinformation everywhere. Everywhere you look, just someone's pushing a narrative. And I know some of the people are doing it out of nefarious reasons. And other people think they're doing the right thing even if they're not, but they don't have a bad heart about it. Unfortunately, there are some that do. But we live in a world of basically robots. We have robotic accounts that are created to make comments or to vote something up or vote something down. We have all sorts of artificial intelligence that's being used against us all the time. And unfortunately, people pretty well react the same way, to the same stimulants. And so psychology is definitely being used against us. So what do we do with this overload of information where one guy says that it is and the next guy says that it isn't, and both of them have a compelling argument? Instead of getting on overload and then just bogging down and not knowing what to do, I think that the best thing to do is first trust your own gut hunch. because. We have a built-in sense that sometimes we don't realize how strong it is, and also we discount it. But your own self-preservation will kick in. Your subconscious has a very, very well-developed sense of self-preservation. And some people call it a gut hunch or a gut feeling. But I think that you need to go with your gut every time. You'll be right a lot more than you'll be wrong. And so if you hear something that just doesn't quite sound right, and it just doesn't quite pass the smell test as far as your gut feeling about it, well, go with your gut. Because you're going to hear everything. You're going to see everything. We live in a world where they can do Photoshop. There was a lady that's famous for some reason, and you guys will probably know who I'm talking about, but... She claimed that she was arrested in Germany, but yet what she did was hired a bunch of actors to dress up in police uniforms, and it was all staged. 
and I can't remember her name, and I don't want to commit it to memory because I truly don't care. Charlatans like that just don't rate a second thought with me. But that's just a real good example of what's going on. And then you look at the January 6th insurrection, where the Capitol Police were guiding people like it was a guided tour, and they were ushering them into the building. And yet, we have people being held as political prisoners for doing nothing more than following the directions of the Capitol Police. It's absolutely insane, and it's sickening. But we can't believe what we see. And, unfortunately, we can't believe what we hear sometimes. And so I think that we're going to have to kick in the self-preservation that is going to guide us. And also, call on God. Call on the Holy Spirit to guide you. You really need to do that. We're living in such an odd world. It's so surreal. I could never in a million years have dreamed up a sci-fi movie as bad as what we're living through. And I'm afraid it can get a lot worse. But I truly feel we're going to have to do everything in our power to call on God and also to call on our God-given senses to help guide us through this. And so what I'm going to be talking about may or may not be true. Now, if I didn't think it was true, I wouldn't be talking about it. But I'm starting to piece a lot of things together. And it's obvious that our government is being controlled by things other than we the people. That's just obvious to me. But if you listen close to the politicians, and I'm talking mostly about the Democrat politicians, they talk about the war in Ukraine with almost glee. These same people that claim to be the party of peace are now the biggest warmongers I think I've ever seen. And the Ukrainian people are being sacrificed. Now, a lot of people do not like Ukraine because of what is happening in Ukraine as far as all of the corruption. But the United States is corrupt. You can't blame the people for the corruption of politicians. You can't blame the people from Arkansas for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton being so corrupt. Who knows if they actually got the governorship fair and square. Who knows? People like that intimidate with fear, and there seems to be a lot of dead bodies that are associated with the Clintons, and it hasn't stopped. And so there's some sort of a Clintonista-type mafia thing going on there. And so there's just so much going on. There's just so much that can grab our attention. But getting back to the world events as I see them, I see that a lot of senators are really wanting a war, almost like they want to go down in the history book as being the great fearless warrior. Well, I'm a student of history, and one of my things that I really love to study was the American Civil War from the 1860s. And early in the war, the Union Army was horrible. They didn't win hardly any battles. Matter of fact, every battle that they were in they got routed. And one of the reasons that the Northern Army was so horribly deficient was, number one, they were drafting people that really didn't want to fight. 
But the worst thing about it was that they had all of these commanders that were political appointments. You had some senator that would appoint his nephew as a captain or a colonel or a general. And you had all of these people that were totally unfit and totally unqualified were thrust into the front line. And it took several years, but they had to get some of the battle-hardened older soldiers that weren't afraid, that actually knew what they were doing. And once all of the inept ones were drummed out, either for cowardice or just horrible planning and horrible execution, well, then you had battle-hardened troops that came up through the ranks. And once they took over, then the Northern Army started doing a lot better and eventually, of course, won the conflict. Whereas the Southerners were defending their homes. And also, they were extremely well-led. And it was just because of the manufacturing might of the North is really the only reason that the South didn't triumph. Because there were very few things manufactured in the South as compared to in the North. And the Northern Army merely outmanufactured the South, just like we did to Germany and Japan in World War II. Well, right now, our politicians that we have in Washington remind me so much of the inept people that were appointed politically, that were appointed to leadership roles in the Union Army. Just absolutely pathetic. But it seems like these people that are inept are really spoiling for a fight. And as I study what's going on in Ukraine, it's obvious to me that the United States wants to play war with the blood of Ukrainians. It's absolutely immoral. It's sickening. It needs to stop. There's been almost a million Ukrainians killed from what I've heard. 750,000 plus are dead. And while the Ukrainians are dying, you have the gleeful senators wringing their hands and grinning, saying, Oh, how great we are, giving Ukraine all this money. Rah, 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 go get them, tiger. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that we're not well led. Where I don't care what you think of Putin. I don't care what you think of Russia at all. It's obvious that they're playing chess and we're playing tiddlywinks. You might say, well, Russia just sits there and, and threatens and says, don't do that or else. And then they don't do anything. Well, you don't know Russians very well. Russians always play to their strength. And Russians have a military protocol that they follow. They don't change on a whim what they do. They have things really set in stone, and they do what they do, and they do it very well. And they don't care if it takes them one year or a thousand years to win the conflict. They're just going to grind it out. And one of the things that is an enemy of all people in war is time. You want to get the war over as fast as possible because of the death and the destruction. And when you have one army that doesn't care how long the death and destruction takes, believe me, that's an army that's very hard to defeat. And the United States government 
won't have any will to really fight. Well, you can say in Afghanistan, they fought for 20 years. But the war in Afghanistan, even though it was a long war, was pretty much a backwater war. People talked about it, but it didn't engulf everybody. It wasn't important, because we shouldn't have been there. Russia is fighting for their very existence, and we're not. But if our inept politicians keep doing what they're doing, we are going to be fighting for our lives, right here in North America. Because China and Russia both, our dumb people that are in office, are picking a fight with both of those giant countries that have nuclear weapons pointed at us. Russia and China both are determined to bring the fight to North America. If you're one of those that think that we're safe here, that nothing's going to hit us here, just think back a few weeks ago to the Chinese balloon that crossed the whole United States. If they can reach us with a slow-moving target like that balloon, they can reach us with their supersonic missiles. We'll never know what hit us. Russia has some missiles that go over 6,000 miles an hour. And to my knowledge, we don't have anything close to that as far as defense. And so if we have a rocket that's going over us at over 6,000 miles an hour, and the rocket that's supposed to shoot it down goes 2,000 miles an hour, there's no way without a lot of luck and a great angle that that 2,000-mile-an-hour rocket is going to hit that 6,000-mile-an-hour warhead. just isn't going to happen. So we have these inept people in Washington that are cheerleading the slow bloodletting of Ukraine. But it's not their blood that they're risking. All of these people have bunkers to go to. All of these people have private security or government-funded security that follows them around. All of these people seem to be immune from everything. But what they're going to do is they're going to write a check that we can't cash. Because they're going to write a bad check and we the people are going to be held liable for the check that they write. I hope that I'm wrong, but I think that the way we're going right now is that we are going to see just massive amounts of destruction here in North America. And that's why I'm telling people to garden and telling people to get self-sufficient. And I'm really trying to not scare you. I really don't want to do that. But I want to wake you up to the fact that we don't live in the 1800s. That was when the United States was pretty well secure. Back in the days of sailing ships, nobody was going to invade us. Even as late as the 1940s, nobody could invade us. Oh, they could have tried, but it wouldn't have worked. But now they don't have to invade us with ships at sea and troops landing on our shores. They can invade us from above with all sorts of hypersonic missiles and drones. You know, we had the drone scare here in this part of Nebraska and also had it some in Wyoming and western Kansas and eastern Colorado. And nobody really knows who owned those drones. But there were squadrons of drones, and they were big ones. And they were spotted quite a bit right before COVID hit. And then after COVID hit, the drones disappeared. I don't know if there's a connection. 
I suspect that there is some way. But we could wake up as a nation to hundreds, if not thousands or tens of thousands of drones hitting targets all over the United States all at once. And heaven forbid any of the large nuclear warheads that Russia has in her arsenal ever hits the United States. But guess where all those missiles are heading? Oh, there's a few headed towards France and Germany and the UK. I'm sure that Norway and Sweden have a few nukes with their name on it. But we're the biggest target and we're the biggest prize. And we have the biggest idiots in charge. People that really don't care about you or me. And so one of the reasons I'm doing this program is to try to wake people up and try to share the frustration with you. Because I feel it too. But don't feel hopeless. Don't feel helpless. As long as we draw a breath, as long as we can say a prayer, as long as we can raise our arms to defend ourselves, we're not done. I'm never going to give up or surrender. And I think that if enough people have that attitude, then there's no way we're going to get conquered, even by our own illegitimate government. Because I truly think there was a coup. And I truly think that the government has changed hands. And I think that the last few times that we voted has really been telling that our votes really don't count. They're going to change the vote to whatever outcome they want. Because the United States of America, I don't think exists. The Corporation of America does. And those are two separate entities. And in our Pledge of Allegiance, we pledge allegiance to the Republic for which that flag stands. And I still pledge my allegiance to that Republic. But we're not living in that Republic right now. And I do have a reason for going down this path in this part of the show, is that I just want to put everything out on the table that I really think you need to become self-sufficient. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't trust anything in the government. And right now, I don't trust the medical profession. I certainly don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. I don't trust hardly anything anymore, which is very sad because I used to be extremely trusting. As a matter of fact, I was horribly naive. I believed everything that was ever told to me because I always thought, why would a person lie to me? That was just so foreign to me to have someone come up and just start telling me lies. But yet, I've come to the conclusion that I was very naive, and people like to live in lies, and they also like to tell lies. And unfortunately, we have lies at just epidemic levels. And they're not little lies that are harmless. They're big lies that could kill you. So I think you really need to concentrate on developing your sense of self-preservation. Are you ever going to have to need it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a world war. I think there is, but I don't know that there is. But I'm preparing for one because I don't see anybody smart enough to avert this war. I don't see anybody that wants to as far as anybody in power. But I'm seeing a very disturbing generation full of satanic, woke, transgender, horrible people that really don't care about anything except themselves and also their pronouns. 
And so I think you need to be on the lookout for any of those people. Right now, if I see someone who's woke, I'll avoid them. I'm not scared of them, but I don't trust them. I don't trust what those woke people are capable of doing because I think they're broken. I think their minds are broken. And I don't like to be around people whose minds are broken. Now, through my life, I have been around some people that were certifiably insane. I know insanity when I see it, and I've been around them. And this whole generation of woke kids just give me that same feeling that they're insane. And so what do you do with insane people? You stay away from them. And so I've developed a sense to stay away from these woke people. These soy boys that weigh 98 pounds that are just nothing but pathetic weaklings. Who knows what they're carrying? Guns, knives, and they don't care if they use them or not. Now, I'm not condemning every one of that generation, but it sure seems like there's a lot of rabble in that generation that wants trouble. And I've always tried to steer clear of trouble, and that's harder to do nowadays, because trouble seems to be finding us. But getting back to the world situation, I think that you need to really pay attention to what's going on around the world. I think you need to get more than one source of information. I think you need to hear I think you need to hear several different viewpoints. But make sure that you stay away from the people that you know who are lying to you, which is the mainstream media. I know a lot of people think that Fox is still a good news organization. It might be better than CNN, but maybe it's not. But I avoid them too. How do I get a balanced view of the world if I tune out all the mainstream media? Well, it's because the mainstream media is bought and paid for by Pfizer. And I don't trust anything that's going to come out of their mouth. And there's a lot of really good independent journalists. But they don't always agree. Sometimes they have the exact opposite conclusion when they're looking at the same thing. So like I say, learn to trust your gut. Use your intelligence. And if you're unsure about things, take it to God in prayer. One of my goals for the show is to help you become self-sufficient. And I can do that through some technical things and talk about off-grid and gardening and the other things I talk about. But we're living in such a strange world that sometimes, like this show, I want to take things to a little bit different place. Because I really do care about my listeners. And I'm really trying to be a blessing to everyone who hears me. Because I'm really sick of this brave new world we live in. And I want to do my part to make this brave new world go away. I'm sick of it. I know that the world that I grew up in is never going to come back. But that doesn't mean that we can not build a better one. I'm not saying build it back better, because those people want to tear everything down. But I think as a society of sane, rational people that care for one another, I think that we could build society back. It, it'll be different, but it could still be good. And so I haven't given up hope of good times and rebuilding and getting some things back that have been stolen from us. I think it's still possible. But in the meantime, I think we need to watch our backs. I think we really need to pay attention to what we listen to, what we watch, 
what we put into our head. I would love to live my life carefree again. And so I'm going to strive to try to do that. And I just hope that all my listeners do the same. I want you all to take care. I want you all to be happy and prosper. And that's my wish to you as I come to the end of this show. And I hope that you got something from the show. I know that it got very disjointed. But this whole world is crazy. It just is. And how can you look at something crazy and try to have it make sense? I don't know how to do that, but I'm trying. And I know that a lot of my listeners are frustrated. I get a lot of emails and regular mail. And people are scared. And people are frustrated. And don't be ashamed of that. There's a lot of that going around. But it's time to take the bull by the horns and not be scared and not be frustrated. Take control of your life back. Don't let people run you as far as make you scared and live in a spirit of fear to where you can't get anything done. And I know I've been there, that I've been so concerned of what's happening all over the world that I don't get my own work done here. And so I've had to recommit to my home place because lots of times events worldwide come and grab your attention away from what really matters. And what really matters is you, your family, and your home. So concentrate there first and make that the best it can be. And once it is, guard it and do your best to keep the evil out of your house. Well, I really appreciate you listening today. And I would ask that you consider donating to this show. I would sure appreciate it. Because of listeners like you that I'm able to bring the show to you. And so your donations are vital for this program's existence. I take cash, checks, or money orders. And you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, and the zip code 69143. And your donations are sincerely appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay strong, stay brave, stay confident. Keep your powder dry, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.